You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You push play and they'll push the limits. here and we are back with another episode of the cinnamon and sugar podcast Ooh. <laughs> whoop that trick hey hey whoop that trick hey hey whoop that trick come on where you at d <laughs> so so i didn't i didn't want to talk about that i i wanted to talk about something else i, I don't got time for that shit that you got going on time i got a very serious an important question. Okay. Oh, before you ask that like, question, time, didn't you see that D cut off the friendship of somebody else that he knows on Twitter because of somebody mocking him on Twitter? I saw that. That's messed up. D can't take a little little razzle dazzle as much as much as much junk talking as you like to do. Look, man, what people like that, bro. I got a short fuse, and I I, I know I, I'm working on it, man. I shouldn't let let it affect me like that, but it's just some people, man. That guy was a jerk. He was a dick. I can't believe he would even <laughs> say something like that. But uh, hey, you know, that's no here nor there. Uh, if he's listening and he's watching this podcast, hey, bro, you a total dick to make that video and send to a guy like me that you have no idea. Like, if I ever saw, you know what? I, I'm. You know, I bet I bet he's I not even I bet he's not even worried about it since you're not verified anymore. But we'll keep going. this this is the question that i have for y'all man it's not it's not about status it's not about any of that like this is a very serious conversation because i've been thinking about this and i've been thinking about this a lot man all right if if there's a prize to be won are is there are you are you in line for that 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 prize or do you kind of hang back this is what i'm asking you in your neighborhood, if your neighborhood offered up a prize of having yard of the month, there's a sign that go in your yard, boom, that says yard of the month. When you go out and do your yard, are you going out to do your yard to win yard of the month because that's your competitive side or not? I'm asking this question because of this. I'm taking it to a, a step farther, and I and I want y'all to really follow me on this one. And I know I may be rambling, but just just hold on. Let's just say everybody in your neighborhood has a lawn care service come do their yard, but there's a yard of the month sign that's up for grabs. Your yard has never won yard of the month. Do you fire your treat your your landscaping guy? Because hey, look, man, I've had you for ten years, and I've never won yard of the month. Like, what's our scale here? Should we hold our our yard people to those standards? Or are we just okay with saying, hey, my yard's good enough. It, it, it's cool. You see what I'm asking here? If there's a yard of the month sign to be won, should my landscaping company come in and do it to those abilities? Or should they do it to the abilities of just, oh, it looks nice? I would say it's not their yard. So no, they don't have to do it to the ability of yard of the month you, it, because it blows my mind. No. What, what are you paying them for? Yeah, exactly. No, so my question would be: Are you are you going to pay them extra? Are you going to pay them extra to get that we are of the month? They're just going to make it look great, but somebody else is going to go far and above, making it even look better because they may not be paying; they may be doing it themselves. 
Gary, it doesn't matter if you're doing it yourself or not. If you're playing a landscaping company, I am expecting to be in the yard of the mutt running all the time. I don't give a damn if there's 14 or 36 other houses that got landscaping companies. At this point now, I'm putting in like a bonus or something. Like, hey, I'm not paying you any extra to do your job. I'm just saying that if you do your job to the best of your ability, like getting yard of the mutt, then you now will now get a bonus. But in the event that you don't get yard of the money, we go some years without getting that, I feel like I should get something back, Gary. So, what am I paying you for? What am I paying you for? So my my question to that would be, are what are you, what are you paying them to do for your yard? I'm I'm paying them to do everything. It don't matter. If 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 no, there's a weed no. that's coming out of there, I'm talking about I pay, I'm paying you to do everything. So, most yards, like most yard people, have like maintenance contracts or like contracts where you're coming in and installing stuff. Because that's that's the other part of it. I'm saying that you got to be thinking of is it's not if you're just paying them to come do maintenance, you ain't coming, you ain't paying them to come in. It's like it's like saying you know we have a maid that comes in, but our house doesn't win best house because you know everything might be clean. But how you decorate it, how you do, how you do your interior—that's something totally different. They're just I, I totally, and maintaining it. I totally it. disagree. I totally disagree. It has everything to do with your grass and what your yard look like. It has nothing to do with the decorations that surrounding it. Because I've seen some houses around here, decorations, and I'm like, man, why do they got that tree? Or why do they got them vines going up like that? Like that's crazy. But they grass be immaculate and that yard of the month sign be outside. So well, it has nothing to do with the actual decorations. It has everything to do with the grass. All I'm saying is, is whether it's maintenance or not, what are you doing landscaping work for if you're not trying to win yard of the month? So my question would be with the people you have hired or whatever, does everybody have the same grass? Does everybody water the same watering schedule? Because all of that plays a factor in how your grass and yard is going to look. Look, Gary, I don't give a damn what they doing next door. I want to win yard of the month, Gary. I want to win yard of the month. I don't, I don't, I don't, I shouldn't have to go next door and knock on Susie's door and ask Susie what they using in their yard so I can win yard of the month. If I'm paying you, I, and, and I don't know, Gary, why you just feel like you shouldn't be up for the running for that. So my question, what if they have Bermuda grass and you have some other grass? Their grass look, grows better and looks better. That's what's going to play a part into Gary, it. What you're, what you're not understanding is, is I haven't worn yard of the month in years. Get so new in, grass. In season, but here's the thing, though, Gary. <laughs> if, if I haven't worn in any season, then at some point the grass I do have flourish in one of those seasons and i still hadn't won in that season so if that's the case there's something wrong with my landscaping company right no so then no i would say no there's, if you hire them I, I don't if, get, if you get, talk get, to them and say get, hey huh? say hey hey i want yard of the month whatever it's going to take for you to come in and design and you pay them to give you a yard of the month yard because you just said everybody in your neighborhood uses a lawn maintenance company so if everybody's doing that, what are you doing to stand above what everybody else is doing? You can't just hope that it falls into your court one one week. I, oh well, we took it home this week, boys. Come on, are you? We took it home this month. You got to do something above what everybody else is doing if you want to be yard of the month. And you ain't, bro. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's gonna transition us into the conversation that I really wanted to have, bro. I really wanted to have this conversation because I really know what y'all saying that just based off of this yard of the month sign. 
Y'all are saying that it's okay to be mediocre, so I know exactly where y'all stand on this. Giannis <laughs> came out. Giannis uh, came out, and he said he said that it's not a failed season if you don't win an NBA championship. So based off of how y'all just answered this whole thing with the yard of the month, I'm just going to assume that y'all don't think it's a failed season because y'all obviously don't think it's a failed yard company season when you don't win yard of the month. That's what I don't Hold understand up. with you. It's up. unbelievable. It translates. It translates. Uh, well, hey, you know, how y'all feel about it. I used it's to the same thing. I used to think that, that your predator costume was your best costume you've ever had, but now that I see you got a stretch armstrong costume that you're using right here, because that was a reach. That it's was a reach. reach. It, it's the same concept. It's the same concept, hey, bro. Here's the thing. The, what are the Bucks paying Giannis to do? Are they paying him to make the playoffs? No, they're paying him to win championships. They're paying the team together to win championships because the fact that they are paying them or like they are building that team to win championships, not to be first round exits in the playoffs. So that that is that is the big difference. That you aren't paying your your lawn care guy to be yard of the month. You're paying them to maintain your yard. So you're happy with having to maintain so, yards. So so hold on, let me make sure I get this straight. Let me make sure I'm 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 they're paying Luca to win championships. Correct. They they're pay, they're paying Kevin Durant to win championships. Right. They're paying Kyrie Irving to win championships. Mm-hmm. They're paying Draymond Green to win championships. Okay. I I, I just want to make sure I'm going they're paying LeBron James to win championships. Okay. Donovan Mitchell. All people, the 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 ultimate goal for all teams, I, yes, I, I, is I, to I, eventually I, win a championship. Russell Westbrook, they pay him to win a championship. Yeah. So every player in the NBA, they're playing to win a championship. I would say the ultimate goal is to win a championship I, as I a whole. I don't no, 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 as a whole. We talking about what Giannis said. Giannis said it's not. Just because we didn't win the championship don't mean it's a failed season. That's what we're talking about. In 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 Giannis's case, it's a failed season when you're the number one seed and you and you lose and you lose in the first round to a play-in team. I'm sorry, that's a failed season for somebody like Giannis. Not a failed season. That's what you don't understand. It doesn't matter. So it's a failed season if LeBron James don't make it to the playoffs. Because yes, yes, for LeBron that's a failed season if he doesn't make it to the playoffs. Oh, yes. Okay, I remember a time when it was a failed season when LeBron didn't make it to the finals, but I see we done dropped that skin. Well, no, no, no I'm saying I, no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. You said what I wanted you to say. You said what I wanted you to say because I remember when that scale was a lot higher. So they're arguing the same thing I'm arguing. So for LeBron, yes, the scale is championships or nothing. Every no, everything no, else is a no, failure no, for no, him. But everyone doesn't bad. have. Everyone doesn't have the same scale. Everyone doesn't have the it's, same scale. What, what do you mean that everyone doesn't have the same scale? What I'm trying to say is this right here. At the end of the NBA, Is this a failed season NBA for the Kings? Season. Is this a failed yes. season for the Kings? Yes. No, yes. I don't think so. Yes. They made the playoffs yes. for the based first off, time. Based off of what y'all are saying, yes. Yes, because if you got enough juice to make it to the playoffs, you got enough juice to win it all, depending on if the juice is flowing in your direction. No, I... For somebody like the Kings that hasn't been to the playoffs in however many years, I don't consider this a failed season for them. For somebody like Giannis and the Bucks who have a championship, and Giannis is a top two player, top three player, 
and they go out in the first round of the playoffs, this is a failed season for you. Sorry. That's what it is. I'm Can I talk now? Go, go ahead. I'm sorry, Gary. I- <laughs> <laughs> so my thoughts on the whole thing is I think you can't – you don't separate the two. It's either failed for every team or it's non-failed for some. Thank you. So the, and the reason why I – so you can – I know where time's going in some aspects because, like, in NFL, we know when I was playing for the Browns, our goal is to win a Super Bowl. We knew that was not going to happen. So we were gonna, our goal was we're gonna at least win the division. That's what we want to do. We know we don't have a chance to win the Super because we just weren't we weren't good enough. We knew that. But and so you're gonna look at little little aspects as not a failed season. But overall, it is a failed season if you don't win a championship. But that's the thing is so if if a team doesn't matter who you are if you don't win a championship, you didn't you didn't win you failed that season. But you can improve as a team throughout the season depending on how things go. Like, so I think there's a mix of both. I don't think it's like a, a truly you just failed everything or you didn't fail. I think because you can always improve and become better for next year. You learn from the mistakes that you made. and But every team that plays in any sport, if they don't win the overall goal of winning the championship, it's a failed season. I don't care how good or bad you are because everybody should have that same goal to win the championship. If they don't, then it's a failed season in that aspect. But then you can still have – successes in a season as well by winning divisions and stuff like that. That's still a positive aspect in the, in the season. So I think it's a mix of both. I don't think it's just one or the other. Yeah. Okay. All <laughs> right. I'm, I'm, I don't, it, it, it blows my mind that, that Tom even thinks the way that he thinks, but I can, I mean, I can understand being a fan of a person versus being a fan of a team. That's that new age shit, Gary. You know, we lay our lines with the team because that's what we are. It's Correct. a team sport. We know that you can't win a championship alone. You well, it's, it's, you, got, you, got, you also got to think it's the kids nowadays in the newer generation. They like players versus teams. And they just jumped whatever team their favorite players on versus actual having a favorite team. Now, in football, he has a favorite team of the Panthers. Fandom dies hard there. But – and he – it's it's – it's blinding the fandom he has. Well, look, here's my question. So how can y'all say that, you know, uh, you know, the championship or bust mentality is wrong? Whenever everything I always hear from you guys is the fact that LeBron's made all these finals doesn't mean anything. I said, I said, if you don't make the, if you don't win, it's a, it's a fail. But you could still improve as a team by winning the divisions and stuff like that. You have goals throughout the season. But overall, any team that doesn't win the championship is a failed season. And you can take – but there are positives in a season. Winning the division, being the one seed, all that kind of stuff, making it far. It's a positive for the team to build on, but it's still overall a failed season. See, see that's what I'm saying. So, so I, I, I guess I'll start here, Tom. Once a team that didn't – I'll give you a few examples. Uh, the New York Giants. When, whenever you're dealing with sports or you're dealing with people or you're dealing with anything that uh, gives you the ability to have hope, you hang on to it. And that ability to give us hope is the New York Giants when they went 8-8, eight eight, barely made the playoffs, shouldn't have been in the playoffs, and they went on to win the Super Bowl. Wasn't the best team in the, uh, in the playoffs. Wasn't the best team in the league. But they end up beating the undefeated Patriots and winning the Super Bowl against all odds. 
my thing is this. If you have an opportunity to make it to the playoffs and you make it to the playoffs, you're just as deadly as the deadliest team in the playoffs that's going to the Super Bowl. And you have a chance once you make it. So, yes, everybody has that mentality of we're going to make the Super Bowl because there's, what, eight slots or 16 slots that I got to make to ensure that I have a possibility at making it to the Super Bowl. So instead of saying, hey, we're going to make it to the playoffs, because that sound like, okay, that sound like ending. Like, okay, you just want to make it to the playoffs. So you say, hey, I'm making it to the Super Bowl because you know once you make it to the playoffs, you really have a legit chance of winning a Super Bowl or a game. So therefore, we all say that we're going to win the Super Bowl because those chances go up once we make the playoffs. Yes, I mean, obviously a a game like football, and I've said this before, is is different because one player can only affect uh, a game so much. But I still think that when it comes to having a team, uh, you can have a team that has such high expectations and it be a failed season if you don't reach those. I have a quick question. It's a... It deals with somewhat, I guess, the same topic, but it's also a little different. I know neither one of you really watch baseball, right? No. No. Okay. So I'm going to use basketball as an example then instead of baseball. But this question happened in baseball. So in basketball, would you rather have your team do the unthinkable and go undefeated in a whole season and lose in in the first round of the playoffs – or would you rather them just win a championship? I would rather them win a championship. Time? I'd rather win a championship. I'm, I'm trying. So, because we had a, I had a conversation with some of my buddies, and we were talking about baseball. He's a diehard Rays fan. And I we asked the question: Would you rather go 100? Would you rather the Rays go 162 and 0 in baseball, go completely undefeated, never lose a game, but lose the first round of the playoffs, or would you rather them win a championship? He said he would rather them go 162 and 0 because statistically it will probably never happen again. It will never happen again because it's such a hard feat to do. He'd rather have that than win a championship. And I said, I think that's outrageous because people will just forget about that. Because they don't, all they care about is the champion. They don't care about what you did during the season. So, and that's why I tied it to ba- basketball. Like, would you rather your team go undefeated, be the first team ever to go undefeated, or win a championship? You know, I. This is that. This is that Charles Barkley conversation, man. Like a lot of people think that Charles Barkley is the damn Marino of basketball. Um. That's, I saw how your face lit up, Gary, because it's oh, like I knew what a you meant. example. Yeah, like, or you could say the Jim Kelly, too. Yeah, or, or the Jim Kelly. Like, they just they feel like he should have won more championships, but they treat him as if he's won, like, 14 to 15 NBA championships. Even when they make the championship joke, people just assume because of the confidence that Chuck talked with that he has an NBA championship, and he doesn't. Correct. So with that being said, like, he's the only player, if you look around the league, that, like, let's just say 
a guy that's won two championships or three championships don't have to have the same numbers that these guys have because they have that championship that weighs way heavier than those stats. Correct. What I'm saying is, is what's the criteria here? Mm. Like, what are we, what are we looking at to make these players? Um, um, are we looking at stats, or are we looking at like the weight of the championship? One hundred and sixty-two and zero. Does that make me a Hall of Famer, Gary? Or does the championships make me a Hall of Famer? I would say the 162 does not make you a Hall of Famer. If you if you did that one season, it means nothing if you don't win a championship. It's just like the Patriots. Everybody knows the Patriots went undefeated, right? But they know they yeah. lost to the Giants in the Super Bowl. So that season means nothing. They were they did they couldn't finish it. They couldn't finish the season. So it's lost to relevancy because the Giants but, but, were the were the champions. So so is that a failed season? Is that a failed season? Yes, they didn't win the, the championship. Patriots, the Patriots went undefeated, got to the Super Bowl, and lost. Is that a failed season? Uh, at the end of the day, I think no, you nobody, – Nobody was expecting them to go undefeated either, Tom. Nobody was expecting them to do what they did. Uh, right, right. I mean, but for somebody like Tom Brady and the Patriots, Here I think go. that – I'm go. saying it's, it's relative. I've been saying this whole time there's a scale. And I think for somebody like Tom Brady, the Patriots, and Bill Belichick, when you are a franchise that is uh, known for winning championships, yes, it's a great accomplishment. Randy Moss is my favorite player of all time. He was on that team to this day. It kills me that they lost that game because I have to hear Mercedes, whatever, Mercury Morris, his stupid mouth every year talking about how they're the best team ever. Uh, The Dolphins! Right. And it's just a fool to me. And Anyways, it's just – Yes, that's a failed season, even though they accomplished so much. At the end of the day, that's a failed season to them. You just wake up and choose violence, huh, Tom? I bet it's just chaotic around your household, huh? You just wake up and choose menace. I'm just going to just, I'm going to disrupt everything in the house. What you got to (laughs) do? Go ahead, Gary. (laughs) What you got, Tom? So I had a fun question that came up. Um, <laughs> we're taking a road trip together, right? And, uh, you know, I'm sitting there and I'm eating, you know, those candies that are like a chocolate-covered pomegranate field or whatever, like blueberry field. They're like, you kind of at Target. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, they have that like jelly inside, right? So I'm driving down the road and I'm like eating them and I'm like, oh, I wonder like what the inside this looks like. And so I take a bite, I pull it away from my mouth, look at the inside, and then eat the rest. Well, Cynthia sees me do that out of her peripherals, and she, like, is just sitting there. And then after, like, five minutes of riding down the road, she goes, I really wasn't going to say anything, but it's going to bother me if I don't find out the answer. And I'm like, well, what are you talking about? She goes, <laughs> "She goes, did I just see you eat your booger? <laughs> I'm like, what? She goes, like five minutes ago, we were driving. I saw you pull your hand away from your face and then put something in your mouth. Were you eating your booger? And I'm like, and so I'm like kind of like leaning into it. I'm like, well, what if I was? And she's like, well, if you just ate your booger, I'm really going to question uh, whether or not we can still be together. And she was being dead serious. She was like, I can't date a booger eater. I was like, wait, what? And she's like, no, I can't date a booger eater because I'm going to have to kiss you. And I'm really going to have to uh, 
you know, we're really going to have to, you know, cancel our relationship, blah, 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 because I can't date my Easter boogers. I'm like, so if you found out, so I'm I like, keep going down the, the, the road. I'm like, if you found out that I was a booger eater, you, you would just stop, you know, our relationship because you, you found out I eat boogers. And she was like, that's here. She's like, yes, I would. And so I want to know, is, is there anything to you that that's, could be that? That's a red I, flag. I, that's a red flag a in my bro. opinion. That's what you I said. A red flag? <laughs> that's, that's like the tide flag. Don't touch that area. <laughs> that's, a, that's a tide flag in the ocean. Don't get near the ocean. That's that's that type of flag. Bro. That's, I do I've not like that. I've never thought about that, bro. That's a rough one. That's a... Oh, like not, no, no, I don't even... I don't, like, they either, but whatever. But I, I don't think that's a reason to... It's not Obviously, it's not great. It's not something good, but it's not some reason to end a relationship especially if you've been together forever. I don't think that's a... What? See, that's why I think that's a red flag. I think that's a red flag. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Yeah, I, I, I'm that, a, Go ahead. I, you don't think that's the reason to end the relationship? No, so the reason why, because once you start one thing, what else is there? Okay, this person picks their uh, toenails. All right, well, I'm going to end the relationship because of that. Like, where, yeah. again, there, where's your line? You don't, like you don't, you don't believe that people should have the ability to end the relationship whenever they want to end you the can. relationship. This, I just think that's, this, I think that's a red what, flag if somebody's I mean. willing to do it because of that. This is what I mean. Do you think that if 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 somebody had an accident and it caused them not to be the person that they used to be, you don't think that the other person have the right or the ability that they can they can leave if they want to because that's not what they technically signed up for. Uh, you can do what you want. You're just going to be considered everybody else around you is going to consider you a terrible person because if yeah, you left somebody I, that I, got I, hurt in an accident and because they got hurt. Right. You don't think you don't think that that's not grounds enough to leave a person in a relationship? I don't think so. Okay. Because if you're in love with the person, you should. You're supposed. Everybody has flaws. You're supposed to overlook. You're supposed to be able to handle some of their flaws. Like that's a flaw. Like you, I don't think it's and it's not something they chose. Like if it was an accident, but now if you're getting into like the small things like booger eating, picking a toenail, eat, biting your nails, like that's just it's just little little things that that doesn't make bro, sense. Eating your never boogers be is not a little thing, bro. That's massive. Obviously, it's a terrible like you shouldn't do it. Kids do it all the time. But I'm saying you shouldn't do it. But do I think somebody should end a relationship if you're in love with somebody and that's the reason? No, I don't think that's a reason enough to end a relationship if you actually love the person. In my opinion. So you don't try to change them, you just adjust to the boogie. If that's it's it, you could take it, you could bring it with anything. That's what I'm saying. Like you could say, okay, hey, you play too many video, you play video games. Uh, it's either me or video games. Well, then I'm choosing video. Oh, games. I see what you're saying. That's what I I'm saying. There's so many. Yeah. You're, you're setting yeah, levels. I, I don't think there should be little things. I see what like you're that saying. Place. I see what you're saying. Then once it goes to one, that's how you can slowly change a person into the way you want them to be because of that you could start with something like that like if i bite my nails if somebody's like oh i couldn't be with you because you bite your nails well, all right well i'm still biting my nails sorry like i don't care like i would try and stop but i've tried my whole life it doesn't work for me <laughs> no so there's, there's no like uh no dirty habits or character flaws that you think would if you found out that would be a uh, call off every it's, it's the end of the road like uh, um, what's the man i think it would it would have to be something drastic like if you are if you believe in 
natural body odor or something like that. Like you're not really going to take care of your body and you smell it all the time. That's that's to me that's because you're you're not taking care of yourself. Right, but that's something that you wouldn't be able to so say like you know where you would, when you're four around year, them, you four would years know. into a relationship. You so would already four, know by then. That's what right. I'm that's saying. what I'm saying. So something you found out four years. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. It had to be what two was, kids what later. <laughs> I don't know what. Booker. I'm trying right. to think of what that would be. Would I break up somebody because they I found out they ate booger? No, I I no. I think that's that's I think that's childish. Like obviously I would say, hey, you probably shouldn't do that and recommend them not do it. But I'm not going to end a relationship because of it. All right. Well, I just thought that was funny. The fact that she <laughs> she was so adamant about. The I, now I wish you were a booger eater so we could see how that will actually play out. Right. See, I, maybe I should eat a booger and burger one day. Just. To... I bet you won't. Well, I bet you, I won't, bet you won't. I bet you won't. <laughs> I know you won't. Yeah, you're right. I will not. Because <laughs> I don't want to eat a booger, first of all. Where, where is D doing right now? He being his own self. Who knows? Uh, man, I just, I the whole booger eating conversation, man, it really, like, thrown me for a loop, man. I wasn't expecting the whole booger conversation uh, to to go in the direction that it went in. So I had to switch locations, hopefully to change the subject. <laughs> Did it work? <laughs> well, we can go to the next subject. What do you got, yeah. time? I mean, we, Holy I mean, of course we got to talk about, we've already talked about it before. Uh, the number one overall pick, Bryce Young, going to them Carolina Panthers as, you know, former Panthers, obviously Panther Nation's always tuned in to what you guys have to say. So I wanted to hear your takes on uh, Bryce Young as the new franchise quarterback of the Carolina Panthers. I think it was the right pick of the quarterbacks that were available. I don't know if he will be like the real deal. I like Bryce Young. I think he was good at Alabama. I'm hoping he has a great career. No idea if he will or not. I think he was the best quarterback of the group, though. So I think he was the correct choice. I'm glad they didn't overthink it, and I thought it was smart. You know, the worst decision I think that was made, Anthony Richardson to the Colts. Terrible. I, I know. Is that just because you don't like Anthony Richardson? No, I just, no, I have nothing against Anthony. I just don't think his talent is the level that you expect a NFL quarterback to be. If you ever watched him at Florida, he was not very good at Florida. And you're basing it off of potential and what he did at the Combine. That means nothing. I, he could come out and prove me wrong, but I'm just saying, like from what I've seen him play, it's not good. <laughs> so, so this is what I'm trying to figure out: what Alabama quarterback has lit up Jalen Hurts? The national. He started two years at Bama and then transferred. Bro, lost not, his no, job. No, no, that's not. No. Oklahoma is where you can't you, Alabama can't claim him now. Alabama only claimed him now because he, he won a national championship. I didn't I'm pretty sure he won a national championship or got to the national championship as Alabama's starting quarterback. If he and didn't then, if he didn't win it, if he didn't win it, he doesn't have one as a national championship. No, but I'm saying he's still good. He was still a great Alabama quarterback, is what I'm saying. Then he got replaced so, so by a better one. That that makes no sense, Gary. So if in the rules of today's time with the transfer portal and all that. It's the school that you end up at, not the school that you started at, because I can start at Bethune-Cook 
and end up at LSU? Did I go to Bethune? Like, am I going to say that I played at Bethune-Cook or am I going to say I played at LSU? You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's kind of – But, like, no, you're saying you, – because you're, you're about to base it off of – what Alabama quarterback has produced and done things. Jalen Hurts was an Alabama quarterback, and he did. And I would say Mac Jones has played decent. He hasn't Who? been terrible. Who? Yeah, you know. Mac he hasn't. He hasn't been like he hasn't been like the other Alabama quarterbacks that were terrible. Mac Jones has been serviceable. He's not elite or nothing, but he's been a serviceable quarterback in the NFL. He's not like the top elite, but he's serviceable. All, all I'm saying is this. I have, a, I have no knock on Bryce Young. I have no knock on the Carolina Panthers picking Bryce Young. I have a knock on the history of Alabama quarterbacks and their ability to only peak in college and not peak in the National Football League. That's the only problem that I have with this pick with Carolina and Alabama. You can't show me an Alabama quarterback that sustained a long, prosperous career that by all standards now, like I'm not talking about, hey, you went to Alabama, then you got in the transfer portal, and then you went to Oklahoma. Wherever you end up at, B, how I see things, you end up at and you get drafted from, that's where you're from, not where you played at before that. Cam Newton doesn't say that he played at Florida. He's at Auburn. He played one year in Florida, too, Gary. But he hey, didn't actually on. play in the game. I'll tell you this. And they won a national championship. But he didn't this. play. It's, and he it's, won a national championship. He didn't hey. play. NC State fans try to claim Russell Wilson all day, every day, even though he went to Wisconsin to where he got most of his shine. So, is Again, it? you're talking about guys that didn't really play at the colleges. Jalen Hurts was a starter at Alabama. He didn't sit the bench and then transfer and play. He actually played. Look, you're talking about. You're, oh, Russell, Russell talking Wilson about played. Ability. Russell Wilson we're played NC State. He tried about, to play. We, we're talking about years play, not their effectiveness or their impact when they play. We're talking about them playing there. So if I play one year in Memphis and I play one year somewhere else, you success should matter. Shouldn't matter. If I'm there on the roster, then I'm there on the roster. You're trying to say and separate it by saying, hey, his impact at Alabama was national championship worthy. Well, hell, so was Cam Newton. You he had to account for some. Hell, because he won the Heisman Trophy the next year. You mean the He didn't he play at him? all at Florida. He got kicked out of Florida. He got a ring. Well, I would say that's the deal. I mean, I would say Russell Wilson, because I think he played baseball and football in the season. Correct. So I, I think I, that's a little bit different. All I'm saying, Gary, is not where you start, it's where you finish. And if you finish, and that's in today's time. I don't make the rules. I'm just reporting them. In, in old time, Gary, you could have 100% used that because there was no transfer portal. We didn't have to deal with this. You had to sit out that year so you knew exactly what players stood. Now, you got to figure it out, man. We, we that, that's what we're in 2023 now. Everybody's ticked off and pissed off about something. So I got a question about the draft. Uh, what team had the worst draft, in your opinion? Uh, I honestly didn't watch enough of it to have an opinion on that. I watched the first round. That's it. I hadn't been able to. You can just say first round. You can say the first round. What team had the worst first round pick? 
Ooh, out. Mm. You want me to go first so y'all can have time to think? Yeah, go ahead. Every team in the NFL that allowed the Eagles to get Jalen Carter. That's who ah, was yeah, yeah, that was the fact good. that every team allowed Jalen Carter to fall to the Eagles. That is outrageously stupid, considered he was one of the top three players of in the draft and he didn't get drafted and the Eagles got richer. And then they went and traded for DeAndre Swift as well. Eagles got so much better in the draft with the players they drafted. Yeah, and uh, so I think the whole whole league screwed that up. <laughs> I yeah, do like the Texans draft, but I, I can we can we can we talk about the draft just real quick, man? Yeah, I, it it blows my mind every year our ability to get the top five or ten right, and it's a shit show after that. Like actually, we don't hold nobody. I, I will say you're talking about Mel Kiper. Mel Kiper, he got one pick of the first ten right because he said people, other teams are going to get trades and all that kind of stuff, and he was not right with any of it. But every year he does this, and I agree. No repercussions. I make this comment all none. the time. It's outrageous. He's considered an expert when he knows has no idea. I'm right there with you. But even then, as even as an expert, though, like how do you? Because you're it's a draft. Like you're you're guessing. You're putting your best guess for. I don't like the confidence that he said with. Maybe that's what it is. I don't like how confident Mel Kiper said. Because he said so confident, like, I think it's going to happen. Well, I can tell you there's two definites in the world. A weatherman's not going to get the weather right, and Mel Kuyper's not going to get the draft right. (laughs) You can count those two things every time. I can see that. I can see that. I can see that. But, yeah, let's talk about this part of the draft, man. How – this is why the Mel Kuyper of the world and the weatherman of the world – Bother me, okay? Follow me on this, Gary. Follow me on this time. I want you to take this journey with me. The reason why I dislike Weatherman and and the reason why I dislike the other is because you really mess up people's life. Because as a Weatherman, when you say that it's going to rain, people change plans and it don't rain. You see what I'm saying? You you see where I'm going with this, Gary? I'll use a prime example. I had this. I was told by the weather it was going to rain Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday here. So I plans changed, whatever, and it didn't rain, but maybe 20 minutes all those days. And there's no yeah. repercussions for being wrong because they'll say it's natural. No, you were wrong. Yeah. You were wrong. You were you thought yeah. all this stuff was going to happen, and it didn't happen. So, you misread so, so the, the, reason, the pressures. So, so back to Mel Kiper, and I and I said the other. I, I talked about the weatherman. I said it messes up people's lives because you get it wrong, and they got to change their plans. Okay, so now I can go back to the serious part of this draft, and we say it every year. We say it every year. I don't understand how y'all try to make success stories out of it, people. It's just it makes no sense. You get it wrong, and when you get it wrong, there's people like Will that suffer and sit in this green room forever and then don't get drafted in the first round. And now this guy now is the product of every meme possible because you got your analysis wrong. You got your analysis wrong. You've ruined people's lives. Like, I I saw his family celebrating, Gary, because they were said that they were going to go in the first round. They didn't get drafted in the first round on the first day. And they end up going back. 
And they was like, ah, you know, that's not going to tear us from being who we are and this, that, and the other. When Just stay at home. You ain't got to go. Don't, just don't go. I agree. I, every year, Gary, they get this wrong. Aaron Rodgers, he sat in there forever. Like, everybody has a story. And I feel like they want Aaron Rodgers as somebody that's been successful in the league that sat in there for that didn't get drafted to reach out to all the other ones and say, hey, man, you know, it's going to be okay. Gary, you do realize. Let me catch. Let me, let me, let me make sure I, I get myself together. Because at one point, I felt really bad for the people that were sitting in that room, Gary, that didn't get drafted on the first day. But it realized is that they got drafted on the second day. They got drafted, Gary. They got drafted. So it's not like they got they didn't get drafted at all because those undrafted, no, you know those undrafted free agents, man. It's tough, tough getting into the league. But to feel bad that a guy fell, not only that, but to make them look like that in that green room, bro. Like, did you see the, the dude girlfriend when she was like, I got to pee? And they was like, he de- she definitely leave him. I'm like, bro, this this is ridiculous. It shouldn't be like that, man. It really shouldn't. It. I just don't like how much of a spectacle it all is. But again, it pulls in money, pulls in ratings. That's why it's done that way. But it is a spectacle. And again, like you said, D, the players don't know better. You said this multiple times. The players don't know better that – they can do their own thing. They don't have to do all that. They don't have to do the pony show and do, show up and do all that stuff. They're not getting compensated for that. It's all just for you can show, show out all that kind of stuff. That's why I will always call out. I love the fact that Joe Thomas was out fishing on draft day and they called him while he was on a boat. Like he didn't need to be there. Like yeah. he, he was like, I don't need this. Like I'm good. Like, and I think a lot, but again, I think I know going in, every player is super excited because you're achieving your dream and all that kind of stuff. But you could always be one of those stories, like Will Levis was, where he fell, you fall, you stay there, you stay in the green room till the second day. And now, now you're already questioning things about yourself because of that. Oh, man. It's, that's, that's a tough situation to be in. And then now they, they track in that story. And that wasn't even the story before the draft started. Like, damn, man, everybody want to know, what do you think? What made you fall? What made you fall? What made you fall? And another thing is this right here, Gary. This is what I don't understand about the draft. And you helped me. You helped me understand this. And, Tom, you need to chime in on this, too. If everything in the draft that deals with the National Football League is private, how does C.J. Stroud's test scores get out? Because they get leaked. It all gets how leaked. Get, how, do, how does it get leaked, Gary? Teams like, leak if, it. If, if the NFL is as tight, for what, though? So that way if other teams don't draft him. Yeah, so they can draft him later. They would. He they don't want two. him to get drafted. What? He went two. He wasn't going one anyway. They knew he was going one. No, what, what going. people were hoping was maybe the Texans would pass on him and then he'd fall to maybe five and Seattle drafts him or drops the four and the Colts get him. And then Anthony Richardson drops the six or seven. And then you had the whole tumble. That's what the whole hope is, is that they'll pass on the player if there's negative things come out. So that way we can take them knowing that it's just a smoke screen. There's so much of that smoke screen going on. They do it in the NBA as well. It's outrageous. Wow. So just real quick, I just want to touch on it. Just, and I really need you right here, Tom. I know I didn't get you the last time. Does 
Ronnie James have a successful career in the NBA? Uh, to me, I mean, I think he has all the ability to have. That's not the question he asked. Stop well, yeah, around the bush. Well, yeah, but I, I, you know, <laughs> I, I I've not seen him play at a higher level. Well, no, I hadn't seen him play at a higher level than uh, high school basketball. So I'm not going to sit here and say he's going to have a six. Going ba- based off of what you've seen in, in high school. I, I've seen Win Banyama only play high school. Do I think he's going to be a good NBA? Yes, very simple. Yes. Do I think Mike? Do I think Mike yeah, James would have Yama, been? Yes. Wembenyama. Wembenyama has played professional. Banyama. Yeah. <laughs> well, whatever it is, but and but the thing about that is, is like everyone that is seeing him play knows that he is a freak of nature. So what I'm saying is like everyone that watches Bronny James play. You know, he's not a seven six point guard, you know, so I think there's a difference and you try to compare those two. I think it's okay to say we don't have enough information on someone to know if they're gonna have a good NBA career or not. You want the safe space. What you think, Gary? It's not about no. safe space, but you got people uh, like I'm a, Mel I'm Kuiper. A, no. You got people like Mel Kuiper that dedicate their career to I'm gonna be I'm gonna I'm gonna say no. Because based okay. off of what he did in in high school, there was other players around him that were much better. I think they will be they'll transition much better. I think Bronny's only going to go to college for one year and leave, so that way he can play with his dad and he needs more time. I think Bronny needs two to three years in college, and then he could be successful at the NBA. I don't think he will do that. I think he'll be a one and done guy. I think he'll get drafted high, and I don't think he'll have the success that people think he's going to have because of his name. That's the realist. Does he go to college? Do I, does you he go to college? Yes. To college. You don't think he's for one year, three nope. NBA. I think he does it one or... year. Well, I think, to you, I think he chooses USC. I think he chooses you. USC to be near his dad, so his dad can see the games. To you, what is a successful career for Bronny? Uh, living up to the height that your name has. Ooh. Okay, but what is that? He'll never do that. He'll never do that. He'll They're expecting that. him to be an all-star, a, a multiple-time all-star. And that's not like a fan vote all star, but actual worthy of an all star. That's what I would say. Maybe, maybe I got. I think that's the type of player people expect of him. Do I think if you're a role player, you're a successful? No, I don't think a role player is a successful NBA player. They play in the NBA. They're good. They're, they're a role player. That's what you're. That's what you are. A successful NBA player is a guy that is a. You don't have to be a superstar, but you're you're above average of the rest of the league. Would you? So you wouldn't say that. Uh, so I think like, he'll be above average of the rest of the league. No. Do you think Draymond is a successful NBA player? I think Draymond is a role player. So you you would say he's not a successful NBA. player? I would say he's a role player. Okay, you saying you can be a role player, but not if you're. Oh, so you can't be a role player. I would say he's a, a he's a he's a good player. He's not a great player. No, we're talking about a, having a successful Do I think Bronny would be a great player? No, I don't think Bronny. Do I think uh, Draymond's a great player? No, I think Draymond is a good player. I'm saying is, do you think that uh, Do I think Draymond, he is? No, I do not, because I think he is a product of having Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, and those guys around him. Makes him look better than he actually is. When he leaves this year, you're going to see how he actually is as a player. I'm saying, but would you say he's had a successful NBA career? I would say his teams have been successful, not him. Can I can I can I can I ask a question, guys? Because yeah. we're we're gonna keep going back and forth. Is the ball guy 
from the from the Hornets? Is he having a successful NBA career right now? He's hurt, so no. He had one good year, and then he's been hurt. So I would say no, he's not been successful yet. I would say he's a good player. You have to be you have to be great. Like there's great, there's all there's an all-star, and then there's superstar. And then there's good, and then there's role players. I think Bronny has a chance to be a good player. Do I think he'll have a chance to be a great? Possibly, but I don't I don't see him as a all-star or a superstar type player. I think he's probably okay. in a good range. So so you're saying he's gonna be Zion. I would say, yeah, I would say Zion. If he stays healthy, Zion's a great player. He, we will never. But he's know not, that, so he's he, good. He, yeah, we. we, we don't, I would say we'll Zion. Zion is a good player. If he, if, when he's healthy, if he played, if he was, didn't have any injuries, he'd be considered a great player. I don't know. I wouldn't call him. I would say John Morant is a superstar. You're saying that he is. I think he is. I would say. Yeah. Donovan Mitchell is an all star. I would say LeBron, KD, or superstars i think Don, donovan mitchell has a chance to be a superstar but he he's not asked to do that anymore because of the players around him i think he was a uh, he was a superstar I but i think he's now he's now when you have better players around you you don't have to be the superstar you can be an all-star like there's levels to the players what is chris paul i would say he's a great player okay i think he uh, used to be a used to be an all-star i would never consider him a superstar I would say he was always an all-star. He was always a really, really good player, but he was never a guy that was just going to take over the game and win the game for you. So you're I saying Bronny is. You're saying Bronny has to be a superstar to have a. No, I said good, I think he will be a good player. So if he's a good I player think, in your mind, he had a good NBA career. He had good, good. Yes, I think you have to be great or all-star to have. I think great is considered a successful. I think good and role are just you're just a you're an average NBA player. Oh, that's tough. Well, there's got to, you have to have limits, but you have to have like designations if you're going to start to describe players. You have your role players, you have your good players, your great players, your all stars, and your superstars. Do you think Draymond will make the Hall of Fame? No. Really? I think if he does, it's going to be because of his team what? accomplishments. I don't think his Wait, individual stats it. give it to him. It's well, yeah, but that's. That's, that's what you got to take like, into account. No, I think I, I gotta, your Hall of Fame should I, I be taken off of your individual stats. And it, gotta, it, you'll have success. If that your, your team should have success if you have individual stats. You, your team will have success, too. I got a question before we yeah. end this podcast. Because I want to end this podcast, right? And, and be honest, and I want you to tell me yes or no. Is Udonis Haslam a Hall of Famer? No. No. Yeah, I'm gonna have to say no on that one. Hall of Fame is supposed to be the elite of the elite of the elite of the elite, and too many people just get in with mediocre numbers, and that's an so all sport. That's basketball, baseball, and football, and I think it's outrageous. It should not happen. It's supposed to be Robert, the hardest thing to get into. Is Robert Horian? No. His individual stats are not worthy. He got his team won a lot of championships, but his individual stats are not worthy of it. That's your same argument for Draymond Green. Correct. I think his individual stats are not worthy of Hall of Fame. His team accomplishments are because of what Steph Curry and Klay Thompson are doing around him. 
Like I, it, because again, like Charles Barkley's individual stats, he never won a championship, but his individual stats alone got him in the Hall of Fame, not because of championships. Draymond's would only be because of championships, not his individual stats. So this is this is why it bothers me because there's an anomaly out there, and I'm having a hard time with this anomaly, and that anomaly is Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman was a horrible basketball player. He, one of the best defensive players of all time. His stats on defense back up, and he's considered one of the best. Just hear me me out on that. Can you imagine if I was playing the position that Dennis Rodman was playing, and I would get 20 assists a game? He got 20 rebounds a game. I got 20 assists, three points. Like, if I specialize in a stat line, Gary, he specialized in a stat line. He would have three points, four assists, and 32 rebounds. <laughs> Correct. And he was great at it. So, like, I I don't – based off of what you said, basketball skills-wise and number-wise, I it's – So – Dennis Rodman is at a number. So we always talk about this when we talk about when you start comparing things. You You say this all the time about Bill Belichick. You can't always go to the one exception. We don't worry about exceptions to the rule because there's yeah, always some of them. It's not right, the exception. Right, it's the majority, right. not the exception. Yeah, you're right. So you can't just right. pick and choose the exception. So I would say, gotcha. yes, his defensive-wise rebound, that's how he got in because of that and the teams he was on won championships on both the Pistons and the Bulls. You don't think that's how Draymond's going to get in? Draymond's the same pedigree. Do, he asked, you asked, he asked, do I think he deserves? No, I do not think he does. Do it? Does he get in? I hope he doesn't because, to me, it's the elite of the elite of the elite. It should not be a watered-down class making in the Hall of Fame. It happens all the time in baseball. Players that, that do not deserve to be in the Hall of Fame in baseball make it, and it blows my mind. I don't understand because you're just you're cheapening all the other guys that deserve that have made it. Now, oh, this guy's getting he had his stats were terrible. How did he get in? Like it does not make sense. I do I think it should be based on your individual stats and then your team. You may win championships, you may not as a team, but your individual stats are a huge part of you making the Hall of Fame, and it, as it should be. Gary, at the end of this, that's playing right now, not that's retired, that's playing right now. Greatest player right now playing basketball that's not going to win an NBA championship. That's not going to win? That's not going to win. I got two, but one. I hope one wins it this year. I, I'm gonna say Luca. I don't think he's ever gonna win one. I, and then I hate to say this because I'm jinxing him, but Jokic. <laughs> I want Jokic to win it so bad. I just don't know if I trust the team around because they always get hurt, and the, the, they he needs the other guys because he's not gonna he's gonna put you up thirty. He might put you at 25 and 10 and 10, but like he needs other guys around him to help with that. And they're always hurt. So I don't know if he's ever going to win one. I would say those two right there, though. Uh, I think Gary's racist. He pretty much just said white people can't win championships. Wow, I don't Steve know. Steve Kerr does it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Racist, Gary. Just hey, that man found out he was a half percent black, and now he is. <laughs> nah, I mean, I honestly think you are onto something with Jokic, and I think it's uh, 
more so because like what you said is like he the position just the nature of the position he plays yes he is a very strong you know a uh, big man that is able to do lots of things but it's just hard for a big man to carry a team you see that with Giannis you see that with Giannis you know he he's out in the first round right now Joel Embiid well, he's another know. one I was going to throw out Embiid it, it worries me he may never win one too right Right, that's what I'm saying. It's like that that position is just hard uh, because I, I'm gonna tell y'all. Oh, go ahead. Tom. No, I was saying. So my mine would mine was gonna be mine's gonna be. I, I would say Jokic is probably one, and then my second one, um, it would probably be it would probably be Embiid. So I only have one. I'm gonna tell you right now. You can look me in my eyes. The greatest basketball player that's playing basketball right now that won't ever, ever win a championship is Damian Lillard. I feel bad for the guy. Mm, uh, but I, honestly, you got to admit, he's doing it to himself. He says he wants to stay in Portland. Go somewhere else bro, then. It, it's, what, Portland's not doing but, it for him. You can't, but that's the thing, though. You can't talk the way that he's been talking and then leave. I know, I know. So he's kind of He did it to himself, himself. I know. Ah, uh, bro, that's what I'm saying. Because Portland's proven they're not going to do anything it. around him. Now, He'll I have, never win. I have bro. one question, and, when and then you can end it after this time. I'm still dealing with basketball. I had you got to ask this earlier. Who's the who will go down as the better NBA player, Jimmy Butler or James Harden? Ooh. It's a good one. It's a good one. Ooh. If y'all want me to go first, I can go first too if you want. Mm hmm. Yeah, you go for My choice would be Jimmy Butler because I think Jimmy Butler can take over games uh, and he actually plays defense. Harden plays zero defense. So I think you get a look. Butler doesn't play all the time, but he plays more defense than Harden. That's why I see you get more of a two-way player. And you see Butler constantly dropping 40 and 50 bombs to keep his team beating the Bucks and winning games. So they don't they – don't, Jimmy Butler single-handedly won that, that series for them. Yeah, to me, it comes down to the fact that Jimmy Butler's just had way more success in the playoffs. Yeah. And, you know, whenever you haven't won championships, that's the next, like, measuring stick. Uh, because, you know, both of them can put up stats. Both of them can, uh, obviously, you know, Harden's a, a triple-double machine waiting to happen type thing. But um, he has not been able to do – I mean, I guess you know that time in Houston, he had some he had some series where he you know took over. But as far as what Butler's been doing these past uh, few games, we haven't seen anything like that since you know Michael Jordan, and that's a that's a tall task. So I I'm I'm gonna tell you my reasons, and it has nothing to do with basketball. But I'm going just purely solely with Jimmy Butler because uh, Jimmy Butler is the first NBA player to openly come out. With extensions in his head, with locks, and we all know that they're extensions. Most people they try to hide that and say, "I oh, don't know, it grew." He went in with a fade, came out with locks, and like had him look super weird, shaved his face, and and I was like, "Man, what is Jimmy going through over there?" So any player that's willing to go through that, change their look in the NBA, knowing that their look is all that matters. I, I'm gonna go with Jimmy Butler. It has nothing to do with basketball. I've never seen James Harden shave that beard. I've never <laughs> seen James Harden put any of his 
his manscaping abilities on display. So I'm gonna go with Jimmy Butler. Now here's another thing too. I, I'm just being honest with y'all. The difference between James Harden and Jimmy Butler is time. James Harden was like James Harden back in the day. Jimmy Butler just became Jimmy Butler. Now, now when I say he just became Jimmy Butler, I'm talking about he's always been good, but not uh, eight seed eliminating the one seed Jimmy Butler good. Yeah. You're talking about but Jimmy Butler to the finals in the bubble good. What are you talking about? Okay. <laughs> Yeah, you wild boy. Come on now. Well, hey, I think we'll go ahead and end the podcast right there. We are at a good amount of time, and I know people are tired of listening uh, to us not talk about LeBron and how they whooped up on them Grizzlers. If you see me in the woods hey. fighting the grizzly bear, help the bear, boys. Well, I'm going to let you know right now, y'all got a damn grizzly bear and the Warriors and Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Draymond Green. There's a lot of firepower there, but I can say this. AD is a walking bucket down low in the paint. The, only the question is, is, can he stay healthy? Yeah. Who do y'all got, this, Who do y'all got in the series? Warriors and six. Warriors and six. Yeah. Gary, what you about, B? I'm Warriors and six. All right. I'm Lakers and five. Time. Your mic is going crazy. I'm Lakers and five. Lakers and five. Let's get it. You good? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> you are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage.